Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. This is Christy Dole. You're listening to When Hustle Meets Flow. Today's conversation is going to be part two of my first ever plant medicine ceremony. This ceremony took place nearly three months ago, and I've had enough integration and unfolding that I feel ready to share. Also, um, I really wanted to touch on just a couple things about consistency and things like that. So I want to really share this with you so that you can kind of see that what it looks like to be human and, and to have a consistent practice with something. So I started this podcast almost two years ago and I have almost a hundred episodes. I have over 10,000 downloads, which is so crazy. And, um, and my intention has always been to come in every single week. And I did for probably the first year or so. And what I have found over time is that devotion is a much more powerful energy than consistency. You know, I'm devoted to growing this community. I'm devoted to growing myself. I'm devoted to being a light worker, being someone that raises the consciousness of my land, of the land that I live on, of the people in my world that want to be in my world. Um, I really am committed and, and devoted to helping this new earth be built. And right now we're in the midst of a lot of things crumbling. And when things crumble, it, it, it looks like it's actually getting worse. And that's kind of the moment that we're in. And so I'm devoted to weathering the storm with you guys, coming in here, sharing, and, I've also been digging more and more into my human design. Um, so if you're curious about what human design is, I have a few episodes that you can absolutely listen to that will teach you all about it. Um, but in human design, I have an open throat. And for those that have an open throat, so if you look at your human design chart, it's the third symbol from the top. And if it's white, it's open. If it's colored in, it's defined. So mine's open. And something that those with an open throat really must take consideration of is feeling like you have to speak when you have nothing to say, feeling like you need to fill the silence, F feeling like you just need to talk when you don't really have anything to say. That's something that is, is part of the lesson that we're here to learn. And so part of what I've been doing is really asking myself, do I have something to share? Do I have something of value? Do I have something really alive inside of me? And these last few months have been a lot, a lot. And I'm going to take you through my plant medicine ceremony because I believe that really was a catalyst for everything that's transpired over the last, over the summer, really. Um, but that was a very kind of a detailed way of sharing why I haven't been in every single week this summer. Um, part of it is that it's the summer and my kids and, you know, it's just, I had to basically, you know, tell them to watch a show so that I can record this so that they won't make noise right now. But then the other piece of it is I really am tuning into my energy. I'm really tuning into my alignment, into my authority 
and really sharing and speaking when when I'm invited, right? As a projector, um, our our strategy is to wait for the invitation. And when it's when something's alive for me. And so that moment is today. Um, I actually had a girlfriend message me and she's like, hey, I just finished listening to part one of your medicine ceremony. Like, where's part two? And that was the invitation <laughs> that was needed. Um that was the invitation that really kind of sparked like, okay, you know what? I am ready to talk about this. So if you did not listen to part one, it is available um, wherever you can listen to a podcast, but I would definitely listen to part one. So you understand kind of the prep leading up to this retreat that I went on. And so what I want to talk about today is I'm going to share little bits and pieces of the retreat and also kind of what has transpired after. Um, going to this retreat, it was called Unbound, and it was about becoming unbound from whatever is holding you back. That's a really a big, really big intention, right? So I go to this retreat and it was just amazing. I mean, the retreat itself was so nourishing, so luxurious, so um, what's the, like warm and just the whole weekend felt like being engulfed in a warm blanket with the most loving, caring women. Um, I really learned that weekend that there are people in this world that really do see me for me. And they're so embodied in themselves that they can see me for me. You know, something that I learned is that the people and myself included right i'm i'm in this camp but the people that see faults and see um judgment and shame and guilt and anger in others those are the people that are just feeling that within themselves and this weekend i was around women that are not perfect but are doing the work they are literally doing their own work and so when they saw me, they saw the, they saw me, they saw my light, my sunshine. They saw me for exactly who I was. There wasn't any competition. There wasn't any ranks. There wasn't any, is she better than me? It was truly seeing the human. And that is not something that we experience too often. You know, it's, it's a whole other world when you have kids, right? It's, it's, it, it's a lot. Um, I live in New England where, interestingly enough, it's very liberal and freedoms, if you will, have been preserved here um, versus the rest of the country. But it's also very old school and not many people in my area are um, really open to what they can't see. Um, so that was kind of the environment at the retreat, part of a medicine ceremony. And I'm going to talk a little bit about this with you guys. There's really three big parts to it. The first part is setting is setting your intention. So at the retreat, there was a couple of days worth of getting together in small groups and really sitting down and asking like, what is it that you want to receive? What is it that you're intending 
to learn, to open up to, to discover in this plant medicine ceremony. The second piece of a well-executed ceremony is the setup. And so the setup, um, meaning your environment, um, and so we were in this beautiful, you know, country farmhouse and the facilitators had taken all the pillows um, and they had put, they, t- they put pillows and um, really soft, like, you know, cushions. Um, I'm trying to think like memory foam type cushions all over the ground. Um, there was no couches in the living room. It was just wall to wall comfy, cozy pillows and air mattresses and that sort of thing. Um, and it was just so yummy. Like, yeah, I, I can, I could sleep. I mean, I did sleep (laughs) on those mats. Um, and so the setup was just creating the space, you know, saging the area, praying over the area, setting intentions over the land, um, making sure that we were cozy and comfortable, when the ceremony actually started, the lights were brought down and there was like mood lighting and there was um, little uh, machines that would cast stars on the ceiling and really vibey, like very vibey, um, really soft music, calming music. And they were burning incense and essential oils. And there were, we had um, like different oracle cards and tarot cards out. And so it was very, it was just a space to open up, to relax, to allow and receive. And then the third part of a ceremony is the integration. And I've talked to a few people that have, you know, that do this regularly and they say that integration is hands down the most important part of a ceremony. And the integration is really what happens after, right? It's like you have this download knowledge, wisdom, realization during the ceremony, okay, how are you going to then integrate that into your life? You know, you don't want to have this amazing revelation about yourself and then literally go home and, and just go back to the way things were. You want to integrate it. So the integration is, is what I'm going to talk about in this call as well. But, um, the ceremony itself started with, um, a heart opener. And everything that was given to us was a plant um, that was, you know, uh, made into a form that we could take. And sassafras is, I, I never obviously didn't know this until then, but sassafras is actually the plant that pure MDMA is made out of. So they had given me um, a couple of doses of the sassafras, which for me, it it started to feel like I was on ecstasy, actually, which is a drug I've I did many times in in college, um, but just kind of like that warm feeling in my body, kind of like my heart opening up. And on that medicine, I had a big realization that I don't I haven't allowed myself to really feel what's there with regards to the relationship I have with my mom. Um, I I essentially had the realization that my heart has been closed to allowing any sort of feeling to come from there, which was interesting, right? So it's, it's not like it, it's not like I fixed it in that moment. It's not like, oh, wow, I have this realization all of a sudden, you know, it's all good, but it was a realization, um, that has been unfolding over the last few months. And, so the sassafras was meant for me at least, because everyone, you know, got something different. 
for me, it was meant to get my ego in the back, um, you know, take my ego out of front stage and so that it felt safe to drop into the psilocybin, which is um, the mushroom and the ayahuasca, which they gave to us in a chocolate form. Um, so the sassafras really just was the prep. It, it kind of like it made it so that my body wasn't scared so that I didn't have this like, Oh my God, what's going to happen? I'm so scared. I, you know, cause it's, it's normal to feel scared, right? If you've never done something before. Um, and I didn't know what to expect. So it was perfect. They gave me this, this sassafras. It really kind of opened me up. Um, I actually purged. <laughs> I was the only one that night. There was, I think 16 of us. I was the only one that threw up that night. Um, but I purged on the sassafras and what the facilitators told me was, yeah, it was like your body's just releasing any gunk, any trauma, anything that's just not serving you. Um, so once I purged, um, it only happened once. It was almost like, yeah, it was kind of like, all right. Like I remember I came out of the bathroom and I was like, I threw up <laughs> and all the women were like, yay. Like, because it was just kind of prior to that, I was really, um, having a hard time kind of like getting past my heart space. And once I threw up, it was like, it kind of opened that up. And then they gave us the chocolates and, you know, what I will share about that is it wasn't scary at all. Um, it was a psilocybin ayahuasca mix. The ayahuasca piece, um, it's interesting, you know, ayahuasca is a plant that I definitely want to work with more. Um, but the way I understand ayahuasca is it's a feminine, um, essence plant. And a lot of times people refer to ayahuasca as the grandmother. And it's almost like this essence, this plant, it like knows what you need and when you need it. So for me, it was very, um, safe and mild and not scary at all. And what I received during my ceremony was the knowledge. And it wasn't just in my head, it was in my body. I received the knowledge that I am worthy of receiving love. And I know that sounds so like, well, no shit, Christy, or <laughs> I don't know, for me, it's like, I would have never thought that that would have been my big realization. <sighs> just drinking coffee, guys. It's, um, it's the morning here, but, um, yeah, I, I, in my, you know, in my logical brain, I would have been like, yeah, I already knew that. Of course I know I'm worthy to receive love. Right. But, but I had an embodied experience of it. Um, a, a big portion of the night was women literally holding me, um, just allowing myself to be held by other women. And like, honestly, thinking about it right now, it makes me want to cry because it was just such a beautiful experience to, allow my entire nervous system to surrender in the arms of another woman. Um, and there was absolutely no sexual energy. It wasn't anything like that. It was just true friendship, true heart to heart connection. Um, and the thing about plant medicine is that it drops the veil, right? So we're all wearing a mask. We're all, we're all kind of seeing life right now through a veil. And this veil makes it so that we don't see 
you know, radio waves or internet waves or microwaves. We don't see spirits or energies. Like we can only see what's physical and in the 3D. And what plant medicine does is it drops that veil so that you can actually see people and energy for what it is. And so I was seeing myself for the first time um, without the veil. And my biggest, biggest takeaway was that I am worthy of receiving love, that I am easy to love, that I am so lovable. Um, And then one part of the night I want to share with you guys that was, I mean, I'll just remember it forever, is um, I was outside and you know, I wasn't seeing crazy visuals. I was seeing sacred geometry in the sky, which was very cool. But I remember I was sitting outside with another girl and we were just talking and she was holding me and I was holding her. And another woman, um, one of the facilitators walked up and sat down and she just looked at me and she's like, you know, Christy, she's like, you are just sunshine. And I just said, I remember being like, what? like me? (laughs) I was like, are you talking to me? And she's like, yeah, like you are just pure sunshine. She's like, you just elevate everybody that's in your energy. Like you are just, you're here to just elevate people. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) I know. Like it felt so good to be seen. Um, it felt so good to be seen and that has stuck with me that i am sunshine and you know the if there's any part of me that is you know hard or uh, gloomy or um anything like that it's it's because of conditioning it's because of the way i was raised it's because of all of that but really underneath it all i really am <laughs> here to activate and empower the most empowered part of your soul Um, that's, I know this, I've been like this since I was a kid. Um, my human design, one of my main, um, gates or gene keys is enthusiasm. So I have like this natural way of when I'm excited about something, when I'm, you know, enthusiastic about something, I have a natural way of getting the people in my energy to also get excited, to also uplift, which is why I love coaching because, I can see what other people can't see about themselves. And, you know, a lot of us are this way, right? We need other people to kind of point out to us what we don't see. And, you know, every single person in my community, every single listener of my podcast, every single human, truly, I see them in their wholeness. I see their potential. I know that they have light that God put in them. I know that they woke up and they're here for a reason, for a purpose, And I love to be the person that reminds them of that and that really activates their soul, the most empowered part of their soul. So that was a really, really cool moment. Um, Anyways, the the night ended. um, It actually, like we started um, in the evening around six o'clock and then that midnight was actually my birthday, which was really special. And I, um, yeah, I... I went to bed and we finished the retreat and came home. And so coming home, there's been a lot that has unfolded and I don't really want to get into specifics of the things, but I will kind of name them so you understand. But I really want to show you this thread where 
I set the intention to unbind from whatever has been holding me back. And that's kind of a really big thing, right? I can name a few of those things now. I know that, you know, lack of confidence absolutely holds me back. I know that low self-esteem in certain aspects of my life are holding me back. I know that um, I have this kind of middle school mindset that is quite literally dying off as we speak. Um, But I have kind of this middle school mindset where when I'm in a space, I kind of, um, what's how am I, how, how do I describe this? I kind of like size everyone up. I kind of like, for, for lack of a better word, I kind of rank it up. And I, and I, and I tell myself like, where am I in this rank? Where am I in this order? And it's a very middle school mentality. It's just, it's just, it's an insecurity that I have that it's just me trying to figure out where I fit, where I belong. And what that does is it limits me, right? I belong everywhere. I belong where I want to be. I don't need permission from anyone. I don't need anyone telling me, you know, like, okay, these, these girls are a little bit, you know, further ahead or cooler or more popular or more desired than you. So like, you can't be friends with them quite yet. Like it's kind of like that, which is very middle school, very middle school. And I admit it. Right. And if, I think if we all admit, we definitely carry some things from middle school with us because that's where we really learned social interactions. That's where we really kind of start to understand where we fit in and where we belong. And for me, I moved when I was 16 years old from Massachusetts to Arizona. So that growth was never really complete for me. And I'm realizing this now as I speak, that growth was never really complete for me. I basically was ripped out of my hometown and and shoved into, you know, a three I went from a school of 300 to 3000 and I really didn't know where I belonged and I knew that I didn't belong because I was new and I didn't know anybody. And so I think that has really stuck with me and it's been holding me back. It has. Um and so that's something that has been holding me back. And that is something that has been dying off since the retreat. That's the integration that has been happening. So that was the experience at the retreat. Um, There was a lot more that happened, but I I really want to keep some things to myself, some things that are very sacred. Um, And so we came home, I came home and over the last two and a half months, there have been um, things that have come up to the surface that has kind of invited me into releasing parts of myself that are no longer serving me. And it's funny because I didn't realize that these things were so present in my life, but they were. So we came home, um, you know, I kind of, it's, it's definitely different kind of landing back into your home after you've had an experience like that. You're, you're pretty open and raw and vulnerable. Um, and so, you know, the summer just started, um, and a few weeks or maybe like a month later, 
my kids actually left for 20 days um, to go visit my their cousins and my my parents and my sister and stuff in Arizona, which was amazing. I'll do another podcast about your kids being gone for that long because it was awesome. <laughs> I don't know how that sounds, but I'm just being truthful. It was really, really nice. This is honestly the first time in eight years my husband and I have ever had a break. Um, we don't have help at all. Um, the family that is here is not helpful at all. So um, it was really nice. And the first day that the girls were gone, actually it was like the second or third day, something happened um, that brought kind of some judgment onto my doorstep. Um, uh, a woman had messaged me basically telling me that my Instagram was very inappropriate and um, yeah. And it was just kind of um, alarming, you know. I, I didn't realize that people were judging me. I really didn't. You know, my heart is so clean and so pure when it comes to what I create. It really comes from inside of me. I'm not every single day people have a choice, like create something that they think people want or create what's truly in their heart. And every single day I make the choice to create what's truly in my heart. So I really did not think that there were human beings alive in 2022 that would look at my content and judge it and try to shame me for it. And, you know, but there are. And this woman kind of let me know that that day. And it was one of the first days that my kids were gone. And I remember it was a day that I took myself to the beach and I was going to really have an inner child day for myself. And I did, <clears throat> excuse me, I did. Um, and this woman, when she had, you know, sent me this text message with, with her judgment, she really kind of opened up a conversation that I could have with my inner child, which was, you know, we're being judged. How does this feel? What do you need? And what my inner child needed that day was just for me to tell her that she had done nothing wrong. And so I did that. I told her like we did nothing wrong. You know, I do inner child work every single day. When I meditate, I do it. And then when life happens and something is put in my pathway, that's asking me to connect in with my inner child, I do it. And so that day, I just remember it was just like, you know, did I do something wrong is what my inner child was saying. And I just said, no, you did nothing wrong. You know, this woman's judgment and fear that she has about around what you create, that's hers. That's hers. It's not ours. And that was a really big lesson. And I really hope you guys hear me. When somebody judges you or is telling you that you're doing something wrong, I mean, obviously, if you're doing something wrong, address it, right? But I'm not. I'm creating content on the internet uh, for women's empowerment to awaken, to be conscious, to work with your womb, to work with your cycle, to bring back practices that our ancestors did, to reconnect back in with our true essence, to remember who we are. And, you know, I guess that can be a little alarming to some people, but that's theirs. It's not mine. That's hers. So that happened. And the foundation of 
the first plant medicine ceremony, the foundation that was set for me is you are worthy of love. You are worthy of being wanted. You are worthy of receiving love. That was the big download, the big message that I received at my first plant medicine ceremony. And then life gave me this opportunity to love myself, to really not only love myself, but to send love back to that woman, you know, because she needs it. We all need it. You know, there's nobody exempt from needing love and compassion in today's world. Everybody deserves it regardless of how they behave or how they act. And so that kind of gave me an opportunity to really ground in and integrate what I had learned in my first plant medicine ceremony. While my kids were gone, my husband and I decided to do a plant medicine ceremony ourselves. So because the kids were gone, we took some time and we set our intention, we set our space, and we had our own plant medicine ceremony here at the house. And it was beautiful. It was really beautiful. And what came up in that ceremony was completely different than what came up in the first ceremony. And this is why I think plant medicine is so intelligent. Like guys, we have to start looking at plants as spirits, like energy that has intelligence because the way that this has all unfolded has been nothing short of like majestic, like it's, it's just so beautiful how it's all unfolded. So when my husband and I did that ceremony, what came up for me <laughs> was so much shame and judgment that I had about myself. And I just remember as the medicine, I started to feel the medicine working through my, my system. I just, I just sobbed. I just wept. I just cried. And my husband just held me and I was so lucky to have him there, so supported by him. Um, but I just cried and cried and cried. And I just was like so much shame that I have about myself, so much judgment that I have about myself was coming up to the surface, coming up to the surface. Now, again, the unfolding of this is so beautiful because that very first plant medicine ceremony the 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 download the wisdom is i am worthy of love i am worthy of receiving love that had to be there in place in order for me to witness and hold space and see and hear my own shame so it's just i i hope you guys are like getting how serendipitous this all was so that came up um you know, my husband's so sweet. He he made me laugh a few times during the ceremony. So of course, you know, laughter really helped, but I really just felt these waves and waves of shame and judgment that I had about myself coming up to the surface, coming up to the surface. And was I clear about where this came from or what it is? No, I just know that that was what's what was coming up. And the thing about doing this kind of work is the ego mind really wants to know, well, where did that come from and what's that about? And it actually doesn't matter. You don't have to, I, I tell my clients this all the time, you don't have to remember what happened to you as a kid. You really don't. You just have to be aware of what's present and you have to be um, an active participant in 
in loving on it, clearing it and those types of things. So it came up, um, shame and judgment. You know, I, it was like, my tears were just kind of like washing them away. And the next day, um, I can't remember what happened the next day, but either way, the ceremony finished and, you know, the next few days rolled on just like normal. And then over the course of a week, two major things popped up in my life that again, I'm not going to go into the specifics of, but one of them was around financial shame and another was around um, shame and judgment of others towards me. And these two things came up as I was completely raw and open to my own shame and judgment. And so it was a beautiful opportunity for me to allow what is there to be there and to really um, recalibrate my nervous system to hold what was there. So if if these things around financial shame and other people's shame and judgment had come up a month ago, two months ago, three months ago, it would have, I, I think I would have handled it so differently, but because it came on the heels of that ceremony, on the heels of acknowledging that I have shame and judgment present in me. And then it's like, here is the universe giving me these other areas of my life, financial shame, you know, realizing that other people are out there judging and shaming me. Um, it, it was like a perfect kind of, uh, recipe to really sit with these feelings, which is what I've been doing the last few weeks. I have, so prior to this shame and judgment were things that I did not think were alive in my field. I thought I had worked through it all. I mean, of course, there are things that I have shame and judgment around, but I have, you know, I've been doing personal growth work for two decades. So I am not, you know, um, I'm not a stranger to doing this type of work. And so I had thought, well, gosh, I've already done this. Why am I doing it again? And I really want to speak to that because I this I hear this a ton from my clients. It's like, I've already dealt with that. I don't want to, why do we have to go back there? I've already dealt with it. So one thing you want to understand is I think a lot of us think that our lives are linear and that we're always just, we're just moving in one direction. But I actually want to invite you into the visual of what if we were actually walking on a spiral? And we're starting on the very outer edge of this big circle. And it's like you walk this circle and and like you deal with, you know, your inner child. You deal with the trauma from your childhood. You know, you deal with your shame and judgment. And then you kind of keep walking around life, right? And now you're starting to make uh now you're starting to make another circle, but this time you're actually walking in a little bit closer right? So instead of going around in circles, what we're doing is we're actually walking in a spiral. And when we come across something in our lives that we've already quote unquote dealt with, worked through, gone to therapy for, journaled about, whatever, you have to understand that you're coming at it, not from the same place that you came at it the first time. 
you're coming at it from a new perspective. You're coming at it from a new layer of life, a new level, a new energy, a new vibration. So this shame and judgment that I that had come up during my first the second ceremony, the shame and judgment that was kind of like uh, budding in my actual life from other people, it was a way for me to deal with the shame and judgment, but from a new lens, a new level, a new vibration. I'm a different person than I was 10 years ago. 10 years ago is when I really started to dig into my shame. And it was around my mom hitting me as a kid. And I went to therapy for it and I cried about it and I made myself promises that I would never hit my kids. And so for the last 10 years, I was like, okay, we're good. You know, I've dealt with that. And now here I am 10 years later dealing with a whole new um, layer of it, a new texture of it. And what I've learned about shame and judgment in the last month is that it's not something to try to push away. It's not something to make go away. It's not something to fix. It's actually something that you want to integrate. It's something that you want to hold close to you. It's something that you want to look at and listen to and hear and see and have compassion for. Like I know why I have shame and judgment around certain aspects of my life. I know that. And I and it's okay that it's there. And I love myself for it. I don't love myself despite it. I love myself for it. So like really, truly, the things that you feel shame about, the things that you feel guilty about, the things that you judge yourself about, what would it look like if you actually embraced those parts of yourself rather than pushing them away or shoving them deep down where you don't feel them or see them? But they are there and they're creating patterns in your life. You know, one of the coaches that I've worked with said that during her plant medicine ceremonies, she had a moment where she looked at her shame and she saw it as a little baby and she wrapped up her shame in a blanket and she held her shame close to her body and she loved on it and she just saw it for its innocence. You know, any shame that we hold, it's most likely because something outside of us happened when we were too young to, to speak for ourselves So that's not yours. It's not your fault. But what if you allowed that shame to integrate into your being? And that's the moment that I'm in right now is how can I integrate this shame and judgment that I have? How can I hold space and know that other people are judging me and actively trying to hurt me? (laughs) How can I do that and still keep my heart open? still send compassion to those people and to myself. That's what I'm walking right now. And it's really felt like an initiation. You know, it's really felt like an initiation because part of what I've been releasing, like I said, that kind of middle school mindset that I have is I'm releasing the identity that I'm wanted, that I'm included, that I'm fun and cool. I know I'm fun. I know I'm cool, but I'm releasing the need for others to see me in that light. And that's been holding me back. That's been binding me. You know, if, if I'm worried about 
people liking me or thinking that I'm cool or fun or wanting to be invited to different things, there's, I can't show up authentically myself because I'm going to be looking through the lens of, well, what are they going to think? What are they going to say? And so what's happened over the last few weeks for me has been an invitation to let that go. And it's been hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been hard because this is 41 years of conditioning and programming, you know, 41 years of wanting to be included, wanting to be a part of things. And the truth is I am included. I am a part of things. It's just, it's important that I find the community that does that for me. And when I was on my first retreat, my first plant medicine retreat, that was a community that I created for myself that I'm still in touch with today that see me, accept me, love me, honor me. So it's almost like, you know, when you have kids and they maybe aren't, um, maybe like a group of friends isn't really including them, you know, the advice that I would give them is find another group of friends, (laughs) find the people that see you for who you are and love you for that and accept you for that. And it starts with ourselves. So one thing that I've been doing, and I just want to share this is, you know, over the last couple of weeks, my sense of safety and security in my town has really been shaken. Um, If you want a little bit more background on this, I invite you to go to my Instagram page. Um, Something happened a couple of weeks ago in my town where I was made aware that a one woman in particular along, and then I've found out over the last couple of weeks that it's more, more women, um, have been talking about me and, and looking at my Instagram and basically judging me and calling me names and, you know, um, all of those different things. And so that really kind of blew any sort of safety or security that I felt in my town. Um, for the last few weeks, I, I haven't known who to trust. I, I haven't known who's really my friend, who's, you know, my friend in my face and then talking about me. It's It's been hard, you know, but I know that this is the initiation, the initiation into what I've been asking for more impact, more influence, more abundance, um, more of a community. And it's like, in order for me to be able to hold that, I have to be willing to let go of what I thought was and to love myself through that and to lick my wounds and to keep going. And so what I've been really working on is my root chakra. So our root chakra is at the very base of our spine. Um, This is the energy that connects with mother earth. This is the energy that keeps you grounded, centered, and purified. This is the energy of safety and security. And so over the last few months, I've realized that I have put my safety and security outside of myself. You know, it's in the town that I live. It's in the friendships that I have. It's in the work that I do. It's in my husband. It's in my kids. And what the last few weeks have taught me is that if I don't feel safe and secure in my own body, and that's what the root chakra is all about, then my safety and security is a house of cards. And it can collapse at any time. And so what I'm currently working on is really anchoring in my root chakra. I'm doing that through chanting, through meditating, um, through visualizing, through journaling. Um, I've been earthing every morning. So I wake up and I go outside very first. Well, I pee first, but the 
very first thing I do is I go outside and I walk barefoot outside. Um, and I just breathe and I connect with the earth and I remind myself that I belong right here, right here where I am is where I belong. And that's been a really big lesson, a really big gift in all of this. So my very first plant medicine ceremony, the intention was to unbind from what is not serving me, what's been holding back. And over the last two and a half months, it's been an unfolding of that. Um, and it's been hard. It's been so hard and it's been beautiful. And I'm in this moment of complete surrender I've had a lot of sensations in my body that I am just loving myself through and tending to. By the way, this all coincided with some crazy astrology that I'm not even going to attempt to get into. Um, but a lot of astrology that's been asked, that's been creating lots of tension and anxiety and asking us to, you know, return back to our true selves. And so I've been listening to the call and, and, um, and we're here and we're doing it. So thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope that you received some wisdom in this. I hope that you received something that you can learn from that you'll remember. If this podcast is something that has helped you, taught you, would you be a doll. Would you be one of my biggest fans and take a picture of yourself listening to it or of the actual podcast and post it on your social tag me link the podcast. Um, my intention is to grow this community. My intention is to walk this path and to turn around and share how I'm doing it and to give you the wisdom that I learn as to encourage you to walk your path. You know, we really are here to remember at the core who we are. And that's the work that I do in my coaching. So with regards to that, I just want to say that I do have one spot open for um, coaching in the fall. And I do have a few open slots for the remainder of the summer so if you've ever wanted to work with me, but you don't want the full three months, you maybe just want a few sessions. Um, I am doing custom end of summer packages right now. You can um, DM me on Instagram. I am at when hustle meets flow. The best way is just to DM me right there. And um, yeah, this is your time. This is your time to remember who you are. And I know a lot of us are starting to really wake up and feel the misalignment in our lives. And if that's you, I would be so honored to support you in helping you remember in helping you return back to yourself. So DM me and I will see you next week or maybe the week after. <laughs> Bye.